Hi everyone, I'm Frank Locksberg, Chief Instructor of Aikidoka in Grass Valley, California. Welcome to the Aikido Stories Podcast, episode number six. Michael Friedel Sensei and I are co-hosts of the Aiki Summer Retreat, June 21 through 27, 2015. If you want to really improve your Aikido, learn from incredible instructors, train with fun people, all in beautiful surroundings, then you want to attend the Aiki Summer Retreat. For more information, go to joinaikido.com, joinaikido.com, and look for the Summer Camp tab. You can also search for Aiki Summer Retreat 2015. That's Aiki Summer Retreat 2015. This episode brings us three stories from Kimberly Richardson Sensei. Kimberly Sensei, sixth Don, is chief instructor of Two Cranes Aikido in Seattle, Washington. We'll start with Kimberly Sensei telling us a quick story of her early training with Mary Heine Sensei. I had the opportunity to, to train with Mary Sensei, and she had these 6 a.m. classes. And in the beginning, there were four of us that were training in those classes, and it dwindled to three and two and then um, one. And Mary continued to teach three days a week at six with just me. Little did I know that the impact of that would be so huge as I became a teacher because it taught me that one person or a thousand, you teach and you study and you learn. And it was an invaluable uh, experience. I remember the first times on the mat. I remember what a rush it was to have someone grab my wrist. I remember the first response was to close my eyes and spin. I figured if I closed my eyes and spun around the room, that the problem would go away. <laughs> but uh, over and over again, Mary just instructed me kindly at first, but a little more sternly as time went on, to open up my eyes. Again, the uh, act of spinning in the early days was a problem. But in a funny way, that spinning became one of the things about my practice that really has stuck. And the teaching of maintaining a vertical sensibility and spinning like a top is just one of the things that I love. I love spinning like a top and feeling like I'm anchored and what moves around me is connected to me. Our next story from Kimberly Sensei is about one of her earliest Aikido teaching experiences. Well, the funny thing that happened in, along the way of becoming a chief instructor is that my first, the first school that I became a chief instructor was at Apple Computer. I was in graduate school and I was given this opportunity to operate this dojo and of all places, it was Apple in Cupertino, California. And this gentleman by the name of Eagle Burns was looking for someone to design a training program for Apple employees because he felt that the movement practices might benefit um, those folks who had such mental rigors to deal with, the insane deadlines, the, the endless work hours. And he thought that the training might invite uh, programmers to acknowledge their bodies, that they actually had a body. So for me, it was a dream job. It was twice a week. I drove from Petaluma to Cupertino. I was getting paid to teach Aikido. 
workout space was luxurious. The mats are beautiful. The bathrooms are clean. And uh, there was Lancome lotion in the wall of the dispensers next to the soap in the bathroom. <laughs> wow. So that was a, uh, that opened up my curiosity for what would it really be like to be a teacher, which is really something I had never uh, considered. I was uh, um, on my way to being a therapist and a massage therapist and a psychotherapist. That was my goal. That's what I was intending to do for my life. And this plopped down in front of me and became something that really, really, really um, opened up my curiosity to what the heck is, uh, is this uh, art anyway. Our final story from Kimberly Sensei is the remarkable story of her trying to catch a flight home a few days after 9-11. It was 9-11. It was the three days after 9-11, and I was in Sarasota. I was trying to get home. I had been visiting Sal Tome Sensei. I was trying to get home, and I'm sitting at the ticket counter at United, and I discover that, of course, my flight was overbooked, and another paying customer occupied the seat that was mine. So they told me that uh, they would try and uh, accommodate me, but they were very overbooked. And would I mind taking a flight the next day? I really, really wanted to get home. So I was impatient. I was trying to be cool, but I was impatient. And I said, I would really like it if you could do something for me. Here is my credit card with the ticket that was purchased over four months ago. I understand that things are difficult, but could you do, could you try anything? And so, the gate agent said, who is to Crane? And I said, well, that's, that's my business. Well, what is your business? Well, it's a martial arts school. Are you a martial artist? Yes. <laughs> I thought, oh my God, here we go. Are you a black belt? Yes. Just a moment, please, he said, and disappeared into the gateway, leaving me countless others facing behind the gate. I closed my eyes and I pictured myself on that airplane. I really wanted to go home. Minutes later, he showed up and said, here is your ticket, Miss Richardson. I glanced at the receipt and I noted the seat number was 2A. My eyes grew wide. I heard the gate agent under his breath say, we anticipate that you will be willing to assist us in the unlikely possibility of a dot, dot, dot. Next, that way, and I tossed my bag over my head. I was ecstatic. <laughs> One, they, no, they had no idea that I was terrified of flying. Two, what was I gonna do if some, there was a problem? So I tumbled onto my seat, and this larger than life, I'm sure he was a, I'm sure he was a wide receiver for the Jets or something comes on. He's, he's six foot something and huge and he sits down next to me. And <laughs> right at this, we're about to leave. He stands up. He turns out to around everybody and says, if anyone starts a problem in this airplane, they can deal with me. And so everyone clapped. And although I might have been designated the official plane protector, 
I hope you enjoyed Kimberly Sensei's stories as much as I did. If you're enjoying the Aikido Stories podcast, then please head over to iTunes and leave a rating and a comment. I understand that's the best way to get the word out about the podcast. Thank you. And don't forget Aiki Summer Retreat 2015. It's coming up really soon, June 21 through 27, 2015. Check it out at joinaikido.com or do a Google search for Aiki Summer Retreat 2015. See you soon. Bye now.